welcome to the Mint Podcast, where we dive deep into God's Word and discuss practical ways to live it out. This season, we're doing real talk about how we can contend for breakthrough in the most difficult and painful parts of our story. I can't wait to see what God, the commander of heaven's armies, is going to do as we press into him. If you want more of what you hear on the show, there are additional free resources, merchandise, and donation opportunities available at amintageisler.com. We're a listener-funded podcast, and we appreciate your support so much. Let's go run the race. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here with me. This season, we are cultivating the heart of a warrior and positioning ourselves before God, our commander, the Lord of heaven's armies, so that we can contend for breakthrough in the most difficult parts of our stories. I can't wait. We started a series called Intimate, and we're diving deep into a study of who God is as he revealed himself to Moses. This is his character. It's what we can trust and believe about God. And my hope is that this series makes you feel intimately acquainted with God, like he's a best friend or like a baby knows his mama. Because knowing God empowers us in a whole different way than just believing there is a God. It makes us stronger. And I have lived this and I want you to experience knowing God intimately too. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for who you are and that you are Yahweh. And that you are a God who's with his people. God, in these next minutes, will you give us eyes to see you, ears that can hear you, and hearts that are courageous enough to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this is actually the fourth episode in the Intimate series. And so if you need to push pause and go back and listen to the first three, I would encourage you to do that because these episodes do build on each other. And the first episode, we looked at God's goodness. He revealed his glory as goodness. And we looked at how he is Yahweh. Then in episode two, we looked at God's compassion and mercy and how he is like a father who nurtures and takes care of and forgives his people. Then we looked at his patience, how he's slow to anger, not wanting anyone to be lost. And now this week, we get to focus on the end of verse six and the beginning part of verse seven. Let me read it. Here's our cornerstone passage for intimate. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out, this is Exodus 34, six and seven, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. So today we're going to look at filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Now in some versions you might read filled with loyal love and faithfulness in I'm excited about these ones because I've been so blessed by these two characteristics of God. In fact, they're the reason there's a Mint podcast. And I've also been so blessed by my husband, Ben, and his unfailing love and faithfulness for God and for me. And we are in a season, I've been honest with you, that is beyond difficult for us. I'm battling sickness on a whole new level. We have medical bills and remodel bills and all kinds of bills. We have giant's bills standing in our way. But hand in hand, we are believing in God's love and faithfulness for us. And we're standing on it in a season that's rough. So Ben, I just wanted to publicly say thank you for loving me like God does in this season. And that you took those vows in sickness and in health so seriously, for better or for worse. And babe, for 10 years of sickness and hardness, man, you have been so faithful and your love has never failed. And I just want to thank you for that. But back to our God, and it's the text here says, 
unfailing love and faithfulness, and then he lavishes love to a thousand generations. I just think that's so cool. So the word for the unfailing love or loyal love is chesed, chesed, and it's talking about an unconditional, loyal, good, kind devotion. And it's kind of, there's no word for it in English that we can just do a direct translation, but it's like if you combine the word love, generosity, and enduring commitment into one word, that's the word hesed. So God loves us. He has deep personal care for us. He's generous and he has an enduring commitment to us, right? His love doesn't fail. This word hesed is found in the book of Ruth to describe Ruth and how she has unconditional loving kindness towards her mother-in-law and takes care of her. And God shows his hesed love through Jacob in Genesis 32. And Jacob says back to God, I'm not worthy, but it's not about us deserving or earning God's hesed, his unfailing love. It's just as God keeping his word. And it's not anything that we do. God just has promised he'll stay committed even when we don't. I love Psalm 136 for this reason. I'm going to flip to it. This is where that word hesed is used many, many times. And you've probably heard this psalm. And if you are old enough, you've like said it in church as a responsive reading. But it starts out, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And then his faithful love endures forever. His faithful love, his hesed, that's the word there, endures forever. It's repeated 26 times. Isn't that cool? God's hesed is forever. God keeps his promises. And we see that through Jesus. Jesus, who was full of the same loyal love and faithfulness, dying for everyone, even those that didn't deserve it. I just think that's so cool. I'm going to turn to Isaiah chapter 54. And we're going to start in verse 10. It says this. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love, my hesed, for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. And see, we already know God's the God of compassion and mercy. And now he's revealing again through his prophet Isaiah that even if everything else falls apart, the mountains move, the hills disappear, the earth is literally crumbling, God's love will remain. He will always love us. And we just don't even understand the depth of his love for us. I am flipping to Ephesians chapter 3. This is one of my very favorite passages, verses 16 through 19. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love, his hesed, and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it's too great to understand fully, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes through God. That's his hesed. We can't even understand the depth of it. He loves us so much. It's so good. It's 
not even because we deserve it, but that's who he is. His love is amazing. And just as like the capstone to this, I'm going to read you Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to start in verse 35. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we've trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced nothing can separate us from God's love, neither life nor death death, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today, worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky or the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ is the Hesed. He is that unfailing, loyal love. Nothing that goes on here on earth can separate us from it. No matter what you're going through, no matter how bad it seems, no matter how strong the enemy, no matter how big the giant, God's love will not fail you. It will not leave you. It will not abandon you. I just love that. And then the second word in this passage, we've done the unfailing love, is faithfulness. And the word there is emet, emet. And it can be translated as faithfulness or truth. And I want you to think about stability, reliability, somebody who has a reliable and stable character like God is a rock. We can trust him to be consistent with his character. He is who he says he is, and he always will be who he says he always will be because he's faithful. He's not going to change. He's not going to be a shifting shadow. He's not going to pull the rug underneath us. He's not going to all of a sudden become a different God. He's not going to all of a sudden turn his back on us. No, he's faithful. He's reliable. He is stable. We can trust him. And I just love Abraham did this in a really good way, right? In Genesis 15, when God makes Abraham a huge promise and he's like a hundred years old and God says, you are going to have, be the father of nations. Like you're not even be able to count the number of ancestors you have. Abraham, it says, is emet. He's faithful. He trusts that that's, that God is going to be who he says he is. And so then when they come to the the promised land, the Israelites down the road, hundreds of years later, they come to the promised land and then they start to doubt God's faithfulness, his amet. And so then God punishes them and they wander in the wilderness for 40 years because they didn't trust God. And But we do see in David that he does trust God. In 1 Kings 3, 6, it says that David walked in emet with God, in faithfulness. David trusted God's faithfulness. And I just think that's so great. The emet of God, the faithfulness of God is even shown in the first line of the New Testament in Matthew chapter one. It's the lineage of Jesus, the Messiah. And it is showing us God's faithfulness, right? All that was prophesied in the Old Testament Line number one is basically saying, now I'm going to prove to you that God is faithful and he de- he's going to do what he says he is going to do, right? Because we read this, this is the record of the ancestors of Jesus, the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. Boom. This is the fulfillment of what God promised in Genesis. So the very beginning of the New Testament is a setup for us understanding the emet of God, that he will not fail. He is loyal to us. He takes care of us. And we can trust that God is faithful 
to us, right? 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. That's God's love for us. Now I'm going to turn to 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And it says this, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. See, God is faithful. The promises he made, his love for his people, who he reveals himself to be in Exodus 34, finds its fulfillment in Christ. That we are now, because of Jesus, never going to be separated, never have to doubt God because he is faithful to us and his love will never fail. That's the goodness of our Yahweh. Have you experienced it, friend? I'm so thankful for God's loyal love and faithfulness in my life. And I've shared my story before, but if you're new around here and you've never heard it before, I would just encourage you to go all the way back to season one, episode one, the very beginning, and listen to it. It's a, it's a little more full sharing of what I have been through and where the Lord has taken me. But in short, I was the prodigal. And I had a time where I lived a life that was so defiant and rebellious to the Lord. I scoffed at God and I lived my own way. You see, I was wounded. I'd had a really difficult stretch and God hadn't rescued me like I wanted him to. And I got mad at God. And I thought if he loved me, he'd fix everything. And when he didn't, I didn't understand him. And I thought he didn't love me, but that's only because I didn't know him and I didn't understand the scripture that we're studying right now. So the enemy was able to entice me away in my weakness and in my lack of knowledge and understanding of what the goodness of God looks like. The enemy whispered lies that promised me that life was better without God when I could run my own show. And so I tried it. But after a few years, I hit rock bottom. And while I was still in this deep hole of pain and sin, I asked the Lord if he'd take me back at his child. And I was totally undeserving, completely unworthy. But God reached down and he rescued me immediately and without any reservations. Within a half hour, he sent somebody to invite me to church. I, I just think that's so unbelievable. If you'd known the depth of where I was when I prayed that prayer, for the Lord to come immediately is just such a beautiful testimony to his unfailing love and faithfulness. It wasn't something that I could have earned or that I deserved. It wasn't based on my merit because I had done nothing. That would have warranted God's love and rescue in that moment. It just shows his unfailing love and faithfulness. Psalm 40 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he's done and be amazed and put their trust in the Lord. And that was my story that the Lord showed himself faithful and loyal love to me while I was at my worst. And looking back at that time, I can see now that even though I was being unfaithful, the Lord never was unfaithful to me. And though I was unloving, the Lord continued to love me. And how do I know that? Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But I never went without. I never had a time when I couldn't pay my bills. My kids were protected. Um, we lived with my parents and they supported me and they brought my kids to church and they gave my kids Jesus in a season when I didn't give them that. 
And God supplied financial blessings that I didn't deserve. He protected me and rescued me in many dangerous situations. I can look back and see that his hand, his love was all over my life, even while I was living in open rebellion, because he loves like that. And God's unfailing love and faithfulness becomes a cornerstone for how then we live our lives right? It's the rock that we stand on. And that's why we try to love him back that way. And we try to love others that way. So what can we do in light of this knowledge that the love never fails, that we are called to a love that doesn't give up and to be faithful? What changes when we're made complete with God's unfailing love and faithfulness in our lives? Well, here's the first thing that I want to propose of what it might change is that it changes what we require of other people. And what do I mean by that? Well, when we receive perfect love from the creator and what we need that way from him, we don't need other people to be perfect. Sometimes, whether we do it knowingly or just not on purpose, we put a person like a best friend or a spouse on this pedestal and we expect them to be our tank filler and we expect them to love us perfectly and then we want them to supply and meet all of our needs and inevitably they're not God so they fail and then we're really disappointed or we feel like giving up. But see, when God's our rock, when he's our hope, when he's our joy, when he's our source, when he's the strength, when he's giving us that perfect love, We're rooted in that. And then we don't need other people to do that for us. So we don't need to hold others to this unattainable standard when we're receiving perfect love from God. It changes our expectation. Perfect love from a perfect God studies us. And it gives us grace for imperfect love from imperfect people. I'm going to say that again. Perfect love from a perfect God steadies us. And it gives us grace for imperfect love from imperfect people. Okay? I'm going to just press in a little bit here in case some of you find yourself fighting a battle that's relational. And you feel stuck or discouraged or you've fallen out of love or you feel disheartened. Maybe you feel unseen because your spouse doesn't know you, really know you, or invest in you. Maybe you feel undervalued because you're not appreciated for what you do bring to the table. Maybe you feel unknown because your spouse or your best friend couldn't even tell you what your favorite thing is. Maybe you feel unloved because you're criticized all the time, or maybe you've been betrayed. Somebody cheated on you. Man, but you are loved by God, and his love will never stop. And he sees all of you, and he loves all of you, and he knows your innermost thoughts. He knows your favorite treats and he'll make time for you whenever you want, even if football is on. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But see, God becomes an anchor for love to fill our love tank. He's the perfect love. And then that frees us to be in imperfect relationships with imperfect love. We can lower the expectation for other people because God's meeting that need. The second thing is that it gives us confidence in the attack. That ultimately, no matter what's going on in our life, we can't lose, right? Romans 8 said, nothing can separate us from God's love. So no matter how bad your battle is, no matter how you feel or how long you've been doing the battle, the Lord is with you. He's going to be victorious. He's stronger than whatever you're facing. He's bigger than your biggest obstacle. He's more powerful than anything you face. And you can't lose his love even if you mess up. 
So that battle you face doesn't mean that he's left you or abandoned you. It means he's with you. And that should give you confidence that you're not fighting it alone. The Lord is fighting the battle with you. And sometimes we forget that. And then we feel like we're fighting in our own strength or we've been left alone. But when you understand that God's love never fails and that just because you have persecution or calamity or distress, it doesn't mean God left you, then you can stand in confidence and say, the Lord is with me. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my helper. He is standing by my side. And we can speak to those feelings and we can conquer those destructive thoughts and we are stronger for the battle. And in light of that, The third thing that we can kind of talk about is like, how can understanding God's love for us help us love God better, right? When this should cause us to go, wow, God loves me in an amazing way. Am I returning that love to him? How much effort am I putting into loving God? So let me just ask, are you able to praise him even in the battle? Are you able to worship him even when it's hard? Are you spending time with him in his word? Do you pray to him without asking him for something, but just because you want to be with him and talk to him? So when we understand his great love, it makes us want to pour back into him. Doesn't it work that way with your personal relationships? When somebody goes out of their way to make you a priority, don't you kind of want to return that? When somebody does something special for you, it makes you want to do something special in return. This is the kind of response I'm saying I would hope would stir from our heart is like, oh man, God, you never leave me. Even when I screw up and I'm just a giant mess, you still love me. How can I love you better? God, what can I do to be more faithful to you? And just see, just ask him that and see what opportunities he gives you to love him or to love those around you. And maybe it'll just be on a walk. You'll all of a sudden pause at the glory around you and just praise him and thank him for creation. Or maybe you'll just spend time singing to him in the car, but it'll cause you to want to love God better because you understand how he loves you. And then the fourth thing I think that it can change when we understand God's unfailing love and faithfulness is it gives us boldness in how we share this love with other people. Because how can you keep your mouth quiet about a love like this? You've got to share. You know, so many people, the statistics are crazy that so many people nowadays, more than ever before in human history, struggle with anxiety, with depression, with suicidal thoughts. They they feel so lost. They feel so alone. We have these stinking cell phones and everybody feels lonely and they're watching all the things they're missing out on. And, you know, people need to hear about this love, this unfailing love and faithfulness in a in a time and period when it's cancel culture and people can just unfollow you and unfriend you. A love that never fails is so precious. And at Breakfast Club, which is the high school outreach I get to do where we have students come in and we feed them this big buffet breakfast and we love on them and we try to hug them and high five them. And and then we give this encouraging word. Every time I make sure I end the message by saying this, God loves you. He has a plan for your life and it's good because people need to know that message in order for them to have hope, in order for them to overcome, in order for them to rise above anxiety, depression, all those things, the loneliness coming at them, they need to know about God's love for them. And how can they know if we aren't telling them? And so when you fully understand how much God loves you, you are going to want to share. And that's what happened with me. That's why we have a Mint Podcast, because I, the least deserving person in the world, experienced the great love and faithfulness of God. And I told him, I will spend the rest of my life telling people about your love, because it's a love like no other. And 
it saved my life and I want it to save yours. And so that's why we have a Mint Podcast. But my hope is that this would encourage you to want to do the same, to share the love that you found. And I can say that because I know God loves all of us, even those that are currently unfaithful, that it's it's a love like no other. We can step out always because God will always provide. And he has shown his faithfulness. He has shown his unfailing love in my life over and over. I bet he showed it in your life over and over. He shows it at Breakfast Club over and over. The Lord is amazing in how he loves. The Lord is amazing in his faithfulness. And it is my hope that it emboldens you to share it just by understanding it a little bit better. Okay, because in today's world, people need it more than ever. And we can stand on this, friends, and we can boldly share it. And I invite you to do that with me. Let's pray. Lord of Heaven's armies, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are the great commander, that you hold all the power in the universe, yet you are God who loves us and your love never fails, and that you are faithful to us no matter what. God, I just pray that you would open our eyes, give us the power to understand your love, and give us a boldness to share it with others. Thank you for loving us the way we do. We are so undeserving. But God, you are so good and loving. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mint Podcast. More resources are available at amintageisler.com. Let's do this faith journey together.